Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today I have a great guest on, Dr. Rebecca Corbin, and she likes to be called Becky, so we're going to have a very good conversation about the exciting things that she's doing with her leadership and how she's impacting entrepreneurship in a nonprofit way, so definitely stay tuned for the episode. So without further ado, let me bring on my amazing guest. Welcome to the show, Dr. Corbin. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really happy to have a chance to chat with you and talk about um, some of the great work that, that we're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a pleasure. And uh, as we were talking before, I, I you know, we hopped on and hit record. I love the fact of how down to earth you are, um, because you <laughs> usually don't meet a lot of people that say, hey, yeah, some people call me Dr. Rebecca Corbin, but I kind of go by Becky. So I, <laughs> I love that. We're going to have a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> now, thank you. Before we jump into the details of the amazing work you're doing, you said with that, that that beautiful combination of not-for-profit and entrepreneurship. Tell us a little bit about your background. Great. Well, I have an interesting background. I grew up in the Midwest, so my family is originally from Ohio. Um, my husband and I are celebrating our 25th anniversary this year, so I'm very lucky uh, to have my my best friend and my husband. Um, we've we've lived in different parts of the country, but we are now permanently in the Raleigh, uh, Cary, North Carolina area, uh, where his uh, employer is located, and where my organization, um, the National Association for Community College Entrepreneurship (NACE), is now headquartered. So that was a quick <laughs> overview of my life. <laughs> now I have to. You know, what part of Ohio were you guys in? We, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, so northeastern Ohio, you know, outside of Cleveland. Do you have connections to there? Yeah, you know, what was funny is my wife and I, we've been in Charlotte for about three years, but before that, we were living in Cincinnati, Ohio. We were both working for General Electric there. That's why I was like, you know, Ohio, yeah, small world. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. My husband, Mike Corbin, uh, went to the University of Cincinnati. He's an engineer. So that's, uh, he, he tells me all the time how difficult <laughs> engineering school is. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, through my work at NACI, we've done a lot with STEM entrepreneurship and trying to get um, middle school, um, both young men and young women uh, from rural areas and, and from urban areas to be exposed to STEM. And, you know, it's one of my most favorite projects. And he teases me, he said, you've never been so interesting in engineering <laughs> until you started doing this work five years ago. So I, I uh, just, you know, obviously Ohio is, is where my heart is, but we no longer live there, but I'm, I'm excited to know that we, we don't live too far from each other. <laughs> Terrell, we're in opposite ends of the state. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, speaking of, like I said, the, the amazing work that you're doing, like, you know, what really led you to the organization and the type of work that you do now? Well, I would call myself sort of an accidental entrepreneur. I never thought of myself really as as entrepreneurial. In fact, I was probably one that liked to be overly prepared and uh, scripted. And what I found myself falling into is my journey through nonprofits. So I started my career um, working uh, through with the United Way system, which I loved and I love to this day the work that they do. 
And ultimately, that led me to working for the public television station in the state of New Jersey, um, NJN, where we lived for a number of years. And I got involved in a project where they were, um, you probably maybe have seen Ken Burns series. This one happened to be the war. So this goes back 13, 14 years ago. And, and I was working there and just loving it and enjoying it, like soaking up every single opportunity of something new to do. And one of the projects uh, through Kane University there was um, having World War II vets at this time, you know, over a decade ago, were dying um, at a thousand a day. So their stories were also, um, you know, leaving with them. So it was a project where I became acquainted with a community college president who was very entrepreneurial and very vocal about how community college students should have the same opportunities as university students. And I was like, I wanted to find out a little bit more about that. I, long story short, I ended up uh, going to work for him um, at his community college as a vice president running his foundation and doing workforce. And I just fell in love with community colleges and I never ever wanted to work in a different um, venue. And now instead of just working for one, uh, I work with over 300, including a growing number of uh, HBCUs, uh, historically black colleges and universities. So. Wow, that is quite the journey. You know, I always find it very interesting when you hear the story about how someone became an accidental entrepreneur, where it's like they were just focused on solving the problem. And then in focusing on solving that problem, it eventually led them into entrepreneurship. I think that is an amazing story, an amazing journey. So definitely thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for the work that you're doing. I, I We see the world in terms of an ecosystem. And while my alignment is really looking at community colleges as being the catalyst. You know, we don't operate in a vacuum, right? Uh, you know, libraries are important. Industry is important. Um, charitable foundations are important. Government is very important. So if we're going to really have success and uplift communities and people's lives, we need to kind of get our act together and sort of leverage our strengths so that we're not competing for resources, but the pie is getting bigger. We're working together um, to open up opportunities uh, for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as a part of, like I said, my personal interest when you spoke about, like I said, working on the foundation side, one of the another reason why that interests me is because I also sit on the board for the foundation at Landry University in, in South Carolina um, and uh, really enjoy and love the work that I do on the board there with the different board members. What was that experience like for you of just stepping into your first foundation role and just how does that kind of shape you afterwards? Well, it shaped me in really important ways. And I'll tell you, I took on that role back in 2008. So it was right. Remember the, the financial downturn at that time. So I had left the public television station, taken this job and people are like, why would you leave that job? And I, I saw kind of the writing on the wall with the what was happening in New Jersey. And so I stepped into a really interesting opportunity. The foundation at um, Rowan College in Burlington County in New Jersey had fallen dormant. They didn't really have a, a leader in there at the time. 
And so the president said, you know, just use what you need and get things going again. Very entrepreneurial, although at the time I didn't see it as an entrepreneurial opportunity. So we did something that sounds kind of counterintuitive. We, we had to have stories of students that were benefiting. So we, we ended up giving away money before we raised any money because we didn't have anything to talk about. So we went on this campaign of, you know, we go to New Jersey diners and you know, would find, you know, young people would say, you know, are, are you going to school? Are you going to community college? Well, here's a business card. If you want a scholarship, you know, open door, come in, you know, see me in the foundation. I'll walk you over to student services. And I'll tell you, that was some of the most fulfilling work that I've, I've ever done in my life. I worked with a board of directors. Um, many of them, Trell, didn't have college degrees themselves. They were very successful in their fields. There were a couple of bankers who just never earned a bachelor's degree. There was one man who um, created a manufacturing company, very successful, um, had never earned a degree. So their passion was really, they wanted to open up the door for others um, that are principally, you know, people who come to community colleges, which is everyone is welcome uh, to give them those opportunities. So I think through that, I grew as a person, but I think I really felt my sense of purpose. I mean, it was some of the most gratifying work that I've ever done. I, I love the people that I worked with. I, I still keep in touch with the students to this day. And some of them came in through the community college and they're working in New York City. I have, I have some of them, you know, not all of them, but, you know, they keep in touch with me and they tell me about the things that they're doing. And I just, it's kind of like almost as a mom, you know, you, you have pride of your children, but those are sort of my extended family. And I'm, I'm equally proud of everything that they're, they've done. I don't think that they would be where they are today had they not had that experience. And so for me to even be a tiny part of it um, just makes me extremely happy, actually. Wow, that is amazing. I mean, and it's so great, just like I said, to hear the passion and the excitement you have, not only just for you're part of the work that you're putting in, but just to see the results that people that you're working with, the people that you're helping, that is, it's amazing to hear that. So I'm curious to hear a bit more about, you know, NACI and can you help educate us so we understand what AC does now and the amazing work that you're up to now? Yeah, so NACI is becoming an adult. So in 2022, we will have our 20th anniversary, right? So when I joined NACI as the president and CEO seven years ago, we were um, in our teenage years, let's say. So our, our annual budget was a little over a million dollars and there was lots of opportunity, but we didn't have a lot of branding at that time. We published a magazine, but we weren't really co-creating new things with members. And so I think in the early days, I was um, looking at the opportunity as tremendous. I mean, the biggest asset NACI has is this robust number of mem members, members around the country in all states. So um, how could we leverage that? But I had to overcome some hurdles in the beginning of, of uh, funding, for example, because you know, the, the funding was a bit precarious. We were, we were dependent on one major source of funding. So fast forward where, um, or at least, my experience with NACI, we're, we're coming up on our 20th year. Our annual budget is close to $9 million. We give back millions of dollars to our members um, through the generosity of, of many um, large uh, company foundations, corporate social responsibility. 
but we also act as kind of a quasi-consulting firm. We'll take on projects, we'll write um, reports, we'll conduct studies, not in terms of what a university would do, but on the ground action research, because a lot of our folks have those skills. So we'll assist, uh, for example, the chancellor's office in the state of California, they may be working with a, you know, a large university, but they need someone to partner with them that can get things done. So that, you know, that journey in NACI has just amplified my passion for community colleges and kind of drawing into the nonprofit part of it. I realized that if you are successful in, in, in running a nonprofit and it's got to start with the leadership, it has to start with the leadership, and it has to start with the board. So one of the things I'm so proud of, and I know you have a passion for equity as well. When I joined the NACI board, I think we maybe had four or five board members. They were um, all men except for one. They were all white. So this year, we're a week away from our annual conference. We are um, welcoming in three new uh, board members. All of them are accomplished presidents of uh, community colleges. We have our first HBCU president from Benedict College in South Carolina. And if you look at our website, NACCE.com, and go to the board tab, you will see this beautiful array of, of men and women and, and ages. We have a representative from the LGBTQ plus community um, who's doing amazing work. So it looks completely different. So as a result, our work, I think, has 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 expanded um, into an equity um, agenda, and I, I'm grateful for that. It does not happen overnight, as you know, with the work that you do. You know, you have to be persistent and you have to work at it. There were times in the early year years, I'll tell you, I was like, "Oh my gosh, why did I take this job?" <laughs> because if the whole thing falls apart, you know, like people now know who I am. Like, you know, it wasn't like before when I worked at the college and, you know, things didn't go well, you could sort of say, well, I'll just do something else. So, um, but I also look back at those as the most exhilarating times because that's when you do meaningful work. That's when you take risks. That's when you really kind of get your arms around what is your passion? What, what have you been brought into the world to do? And I think um, for me, I, I really have a clear vision of what that is. And I know I can't do it alone. I need to do it with other people. I need to do it with the board. I need to have a great staff. I need to have um, new colleagues and friends like you that I've not met before, but you call me up and you invite me on your program and I say yes. And I, I try to do my best to um, you know, help you in ways that, that, that might help further you along in your journey just as you're helping me. I love it. I love it. You know, it's amazing that, you know, the the things that you talked about. And I think just, you know, one of the things, the big things that I took away from a lot of what you were saying is just, you know, realizing how beautifully connected we all are. <laughs> and as connected as we all are in direct and in some indirect ways, sometimes we don't always know how to leverage the value of that connection that we have. And I, I love the way that you're, through your leadership and you're just opening people's eyes to the connections, the direct and the indirect connections we have, and also just helping each other just bring that value out. I think that is amazing. And congratulations on the great leadership and the work that you guys are doing of, you know, reaching adulthood as an organization. That's amazing. <laughs> No, it, it is. I mean, it's a milestone and, and milestones are important. And I think, you know, I try to be very um, 
honest about some of the things that we tried that didn't work well too. And, and you know, there, there are times where you either embark on a project or maybe you see some opportunity in someone that that's not there and you have to kind of own it. And I think that's the part about being a leader. And I was very fortunate. My board supported me getting some coaching uh, from uh, a wonderful coach out in Idaho of all places, but he really challenged me. I mean, he, he said, you know, you got to get a, a good understanding of yourself and what makes you tick. And that's, that's not easy because I think as leaders and as people, there's a lot of the pieces of us that are tied either to, you know, our experiences or we may not be as self-aware as we think that we are. And, and I think coming kind of um, to terms with that and knowing it's, it's, it's a process. So I'm going to have great days and, and everything goes right. And then there are some days where it, everything seems like it's falling apart. And, and, you know, how do you keep yourself um, steadied and moving forward. And, and uh, you know, I think having trusted, uh, you know, friends that you can just really be honest with, because, you know, you're not going to bear your soul, you know, to all of the, you know, thousands of people that we come in contact with. But I, I know the people that have helped me the most have been the people that have been willing to be vulnerable about, you know, things that did not work out about things that they're working on. So I try to model that for others, especially people in my life that I might play a mentoring role, because I wish I wish I would have leaned into that more earlier in my career um, instead of like, you know, focusing on a problem and feeling isolated and alone. And oh, my gosh, what if somebody finds out to say kind of what an entrepreneur says, you know, who in my community might I ask advice from? Because people are so generous. You know that, Terrell. I mean, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of generosity that there is in the world. And I feel like people like us that embrace it, um, part of keeping the magic moving is you have to constantly give back with no expectation. You know, you're not going to let people take advantage of you. But if I can do something for you that improves your life with no expectation of anything in return, it uplifts me. It makes me happy. It, it helps me to cope with some of the challenges that we're all uh, facing and dealing with through the pandemic. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And, and I will say a, a testament again to your, your great leadership, because I always say that it, it's a sign of a, of a great leader, of someone who can look back and learn from you know their successes and what seemed like failure at the time, but I can embrace those and, and learn from them and, and not hide from them. So hats off to you for your amazing leadership. And, and speaking of your leadership, how can people find the organization if they they want to know, you know, what does NACI have going on? What's their, what are they up to the latest? Where can they find you guys online? Yeah, so it's easy to find us online. Um, we are a nonprofit organization, but we don't have an uh, ORG tag. So I always have to tell people that. But our website is NACCE.com. So you can go there. And I would encourage people, if you're interested, uh, we are on October 6th having a future building summit. You can find it on the events tab. Um, the future building summit is sponsored by the Kauffman Foundation. So there is no cost for it. If you're in Minneapolis, you can join us at no cost. Um, we have uh, elected officials, uh, secretary of state, um, senators. We have heads of large foundations that are gonna participate. And what we are gonna do is, is a group sort of ideation sharing session. So if you're interested in learning more about entrepreneurship and my organization, you know, feel free to visit us there. You can 
find out more. Um, while we, you know, focus on service to community colleges, we really lean into the ecosystem as well. We do, we have $135,000 uh, through the generosity of Radcliffe Foundation that we're going to be giving away in a pitch for the trades competition, which will be fun. So, you know, if it sparks your interest and you want to learn more, um, I see on the screen you have Design for Delight Level 1. Those are all open source uh, classes that um, are paid for by Intuit. A lot of our funders, um, you know, very generous ones, cannot say enough about Verizon. Verizon has just transformed thousands and thousands of people's lives um, that I've seen in the last uh, few years alone. But a lot of what they're building out are resources to help small businesses recover, um, to help under-resourced people that maybe don't have access to technology um, to not only survive, but to thrive. So I would encourage anybody, if you want to learn more, do that. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I, my Twitter handle is Rebecca Corbin seven. So I, um, I usually post things every day. Um, you can be assured there will be nothing political on my Twitter feed and they will generally all be positive or informative because I try to very much inhabit that space. So I, I enjoy the people that I follow and I encourage everybody if you want to, you know, have uplifting, sometimes silly things, but um, it's all really about, um, not about the me, it's about the we and, and the work that we're doing together to make communities stronger. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, Dr. Rebecca, before we wrap up, one question that I always love asking every guest that comes on because, you know, when you've had such a rich experience and there's so many great things that we've talked about, but in conclusion, what are two things that you would call the guest's attention back to as you reflect on your experience or anything that you've already said? What are two things you would like to leave us with? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for asking that question. It's a great question. So I would say number one, community colleges. There's over 1,100 of them across the country. They're not 13th grade. They're not for your neighbor's kid to attend. They are there for everyone. So it's a starting point for people that maybe want to save money, that don't want to pay four years of university tuition. It could be somebody who has a graduate degree or CPA like you do or a law degree that wants to learn how to start a business. Um, there's a lot of what they call lifelong learning continuing ed. Be a speaker, volunteer, teach as an adjunct as, the, as I have done uh, many times over the years, and you'll fall in love with the students, I'm sure, like I did. So community colleges, find out where your community college is and think about how you might get involved and, and, and help the work that they do or have them help you advance what you're doing. Um, secondly, I cannot say enough about the SBA. I have been so impressed with um, Administrator Isabel Guzman, who was confirmed by the U.S. Senate earlier this year. I have found her to be so approachable. She has her staff working on a number of different things. I, I happen to be invited to um, one of their panels that's supporting um, an equity agenda, and they wanna go out into the communities across the country and make it easier for small businesses to get loans. So I would say to you, it's been a challenging time for um, political conversation, but you know, have hope that there are really good public servants that are out there that care very much about people. And I know people have, you know, differing views and differing opinions, but I can tell you, um, you know, when the government says they're, they're there to help, you know, that's sort of a joke, but I 
have been refreshed and renewed and in, in what I've seen from um, some public servants uh, you know, across the past year or so, uh, I just encourage people to find out what's available and take advantage of those resources as well. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Rebecca Corbin, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I hope you have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place 